0: Hey, Chip. Hey. Hey, good to see you. Well, thank you. I'm I'm going to pretend like we haven't been talking for the past five minutes. Okay. (laughs) Good. Everybody, welcome back to Chip and Eric Reading Through the Bible. The best Bible reading podcast in Newton, Kansas.
1: Yeah, by far. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yes. Unless there's another one, then we are the second best. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, last time we read, we we finished a book of the Bible last time and we finished a book of the Bible before that and on the same day finished a different book of the Bible so we just came off three finished books of the Bible. Before that Jeremiah left us on this cliffhanger mm-hmm. about Gedaliah and there was a plot against him and he didn't believe it and we got to read in 2 Kings and Second Chronicles kind of what happens there but we're back to Jeremiah he's left us on this cliffhanger there's this plot against Gedaliah who was the uh, governor that was left behind in Judah um, established by Nebuchadnezzar. So Chip, not sure what's going to happen here. Gedaliah, there's a plot to murder him. Yeah. So we're going to pick up in Jeremiah chapter 41. Yeah, well yeah, thanks thanks for waking me up there. We'll see what happen- <laughs> <laughs> We'll see what happens here. Okay. The murder of Gedaliah. Oh, well, I guess that's probably we're probably going to Yeah, I, I guess that's gonna yeah, I guess that's, yeah. that's going to be a great documentary. Yeah. But in mid-autumn of that year, Ishmael son of Nethaniah and grandson of Elishama, who was a member of the royal family and had been one of the king's high officials, went to Mizpah with ten men to meet Gedaliah. While they were eating together, Ishmael and his ten men suddenly jumped up, drew their swords, and killed Gedaliah, whom the king of Babylon had appointed governor. Ishmael also killed all the Judeans and the Babylonian soldiers who were with Gedaliah at Mizpah.
1: The next day, before anyone had heard about Gedaliah's murder, 80 men arrived from Shechem, Shiloh, and Samaria to worship at the temple of the Lord. They had shaved off their beards, torn their clothes, and cut themselves, and had brought along grain offerings and frankincense. Well, Ishmael, he left Mizpah to meet them, weeping as he went. And when he reached them, he said, Oh, come and see what has happened
0: to Gedaliah. But as soon as they were all inside the town, Ishmael and his men killed all but ten of them and threw their bodies into a cistern. The other ten had talked Ishmael into letting them go by promising to bring him their stores of wheat, barley, olive oil, and honey that they had hidden away. The cistern where Ishmael dumped the bodies of the men he murdered was the large one dug by King Asa when he fortified Mizpah to protect himself against King Basha of Israel. Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, filled it with corpses." Well,
1: then Ishmael made captives of the king's daughters and the other people who had been left under Gedali's care at Mizbah by Nebuchadnezzar, the captain of the guard. Taking them with him, he started back toward the land of Ammon.
0: But when Johanan, son of Korea, and the other military leaders heard about Ishmael, Ishmael's crimes, they took all their men and set out to stop him. They caught up with him at the large pool near Gibeon. The people of Ishmael had captured The people Ishmael had captured shouted for joy when they saw Johanan and the other military leaders, and all the captives from Mizpah escaped and began to help Johanan. Meanwhile, Ishmael and eight of his men escaped from Johanan into the land of Ammon.
1: Then Johanan, son of Kareah, and the other military leaders, they took all the people they had rescued in Gibeon, the soldiers, the women, children, and the court officials whom Ishmael had captured after he killed Gedaliah. They took them all to the village of Geruth-Kimham, near Bethlehem, where they prepared to leave for Egypt. They were afraid of what the Babylonians would do when they heard that Ishmael had killed Gedaliah, the governor appointed by the Babylonian king.
0: Jeremiah chapter 42, warning to stay in Judah. Then all the military leaders, including Johanan, son of Korea, and Jezaniah, son of Hoshea, and all the people, from the least to the greatest, approached Jeremiah the prophet. They said... Please pray to the Lord your God for us. As you can see, we are only a tiny remnant compared to what we were before. Pray that the Lord your God will show us what to do and where to go. All right, Jeremiah replied,
1: I will pray to the Lord your God as you have asked, and I will tell you everything that he says. I will hide nothing from you.
0: Then they said to Jeremiah, May the Lord your God be a faithful witness against us if we refuse to obey whatever he tells us to do, whether we like it or not. So we will obey the Lord our God to whom we are sending you with our plea. For if we obey him, everything will turn out well for us.
1: Ten days later, the Lord gave his reply to Jeremiah. So he called for Johanan, son of Korea, and the other military leaders, and for all the people from the least to the greatest. He said to them, You sent me to the Lord, the God of Israel, with your request, And this is his reply Stay here in this land, and if you do, I'll build you up and not tear you down. I'll plant you and not uproot you. For I'm sorry about all the punishment I've had to bring upon you. Do not fear the king of Babylon any more, says the Lord, for I am with you and will save you and rescue you from his power. I will be merciful to you by making him kind. So he will let you stay here in your land.
0: But if you refuse to obey the Lord your God, and if you say, We will not stay here. Instead, we will go to Egypt, where we will be free from war, the call to arms and hunger. Then hear the Lord's message to the remnant of Judah. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. If you are determined to go to Egypt and live there, the very war and famine you fear will catch up to you, and you will die there. This is the fate awaiting everyone... Every one of you who insists on going to live in Egypt, yes, you will die from war, famine, and disease. None of you will escape the disaster I will bring upon you there.
1: This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. Just as my anger and fury have been poured out on the people of Jerusalem, so they will be poured out on you when you enter Egypt. You will be an object of damnation, horror, cursing, and mockery, and you will never see your homeland again.
0: Listen, you remnant of Judah, the Lord has told you, do not go to Egypt. Don't forget this warning I have given you today, for you were not being honest when you sent me to pray to the Lord your God for you. You said, just tell us what the Lord your God says, and we will do it. And today I have told you exactly what he said, but you will not obey the Lord your God any better now than you have in the past. So you can be sure that you will die from war, famine, and disease in Egypt, where you insist on going.
1: Jeremiah chapter 43, Jeremiah taken to Egypt. When Jeremiah had finished giving this message from the Lord their God to all the people, Azariah son of Hoshiah and Johanan son of Kareah, and all the other proud men said to Jeremiah, You lie. The Lord our God hasn't forbidden us to go to Egypt. Baruch son of Neriah has convinced you to say this because he wants us to stay here and be killed by the Babylonians or be carried off into exile.
0: So Johanan and the other military leaders and all the people refused to obey the Lord's command to stay in Judah. Johanan and and the other leaders took with them all the people who had returned from the nearby countries to which they had fled. In the crowd were men, women, and children, the king's daughters, and all those whom Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, had left with Gedaliah. The prophet Jeremiah and Baruch were also included. The people refused to obey the voice of the Lord and went to Egypt, going as far as the city of Taphnes.
1: Then at Taphnes, the Lord gave another message to Jeremiah. He said, While the people of Judah are watching, take some large rocks and bury them under the pavement stones at the entrance of Pharaoh's palace here in Taphnes, and say to the people of Judah, This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. I will certainly bring my servant Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, here to Egypt. I will set his throne over these stones that I have hidden. He will spread his royal canopy over them, and when he comes, he will destroy the land of Egypt. He will bring death to those destined for death, captivity to those destined for captivity, and war to those destined to war. He will set fire to the temples of Egypt's gods. He will burn the temples and carry the idols away as plunder. He will pick clean the land of Egypt as a shepherd picks fleas from his cloak, and he himself will leave unharmed. He will break down the sacred pillar standing in the Temple of the Sun in Egypt and he will burn down the temples of Egypt's gods.
0: Judgment for Idolatry This is the message Jeremiah received concerning the Judeans living in northern Egypt in the cities of Migdal, and and Memphis, and in southern Egypt as well. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says: You saw the calamity I brought on Jerusalem and all the towns of Judah. They now lie deserted and in ruins. They provoked my anger with all their wickedness. They burned incense and worshipped other gods, gods that neither they nor you nor any of your ancestors had ever even known.
1: Again and again, I sent my servants, the prophets, to plead with them: Do not do these horrible things that I hate so much. But my people would not listen or turn back from their wicked ways. They kept on burning incense to these gods and so my fury boiled over and Uh, and fell like fire on the towns of Judah and into the streets of Jerusalem. And they are still desolate, ruined today.
0: And now the Lord God of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, asks you, Why are you destroying yourselves? For not one of you will survive, not a man, woman, or child among you who has come here from Judah, not even the babies in your arms. Why provoke my anger by burning incense to the idols you've made here in Egypt? You'll only destroy yourselves and make yourselves an object of cursing and mockery for all the nations of the earth. Have you forgotten the sins of your ancestors, the sins of the kings and queens of Judah, and the sins you and your wives committed in Judah and Jerusalem? To this very hour, you've shown no remorse or reverence. No one has chosen to follow my word and the decrees I gave you and your ancestors before you. Therefore,
1: this is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says I am determined to destroy every one of you. I will take this remnant of Judah, those who were determined to come here and now live in Egypt, and I will consume them. They will fall here in Egypt, killed by war and famine. All will die from the least to the greatest. They will be an object of damnation, horror, cursing, and mockery. I will punish them in Egypt just as I punished them in Jerusalem by war, famine, and disease. Of that remnant who fled to Egypt, hoping someday to return to Judah, there will be no survivors. Mm -hmm. Even though they long to return home, only a handful will do so.
0: Then all the women present and all the men who knew that their wives had burned incense to idols, a great crowd of all the Judeans living in northern Egypt and southern Egypt, answered Jeremiah, We will not listen to your messages from the Lord. We will do whatever we want. We'll burn incense and pour out liquid offerings to the queen of heaven just as much as we like, just as we and our ancestors and our kings and officials have always done in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. For in those days we had plenty to eat, we were well off and had no troubles. But ever since we quit burning incense to the queen of heaven and stopped worshiping with her, worshiping her with liquid offerings, we've been in great trouble and have been dying from war and famine. Besides the women added, do you suppose that We were burning incense and pouring
1: out liquid offerings to the queen of heaven and making cakes marked with her image without our husbands knowing it and helping us? Of course not.
0: Then Jeremiah said to all of them, men and women alike who had given him that answer, Do you think that the Lord did not know that you and your ancestors, your kings and officials and all these people were burning incense to idols in the towns of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem? It was because the Lord could no longer bear all the disgusting things you were doing that he made your land an object of cursing, a desolate ruin without inhabitants, as it is today. All these terrible things happen to you because you've burned incense to idols and sinned against the Lord. You've refused to obey him and have not followed his instructions, his decrees, and his laws. Then Jeremiah
1: said to them all, including the women, Listen to this message from the Lord, all you citizens of Judah who live in Egypt. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. You and your wives have said, We will keep our promise to burn incense and pour out liquid offerings to the Queen of heaven. And you approved your actions that you meant it. So go ahead and carry out your promises and vows to her.
0: But listen to this message from the Lord, all you Judeans now living in Egypt. I have sworn by my great name, says the Lord, that my name will no longer be spoken by any of the Judeans in the land of Egypt. None of you may invoke my name or use this oath, as surely as the sovereign Lord lives. For I will watch over you, To bring you disaster and not good. Everyone from Judah who is now living in Egypt will suffer war and famine until all of you are dead. Only a small number will escape death and return to Judah from Egypt. Then all those who came to Egypt will find out whose words are true, mine or theirs.
1: And this is the proof I give you, says the Lord, that I have all that all I have threatened will happen to you and that I will punish you here. This is what the Lord says. I will turn Pharaoh Hophra, king of Egypt, over to the enemies who want to kill him, just as I turn King Zedekiah of Judah over to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon.
0: A message for Baruch. Jeremiah chapter 45. The prophet Jeremiah gave a message to Baruch, son of Neriah, in the fourth year of the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, after Baruch had written down everything Jeremiah had dictated to him. He said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says to you, Baruch. You have said, I am overwhelmed with trouble. Trouble, haven't I had enough pain already? And now the Lord has added more. I am worn out from sighing and can find no rest. Baruch, this is what the Lord says I
1: will destroy this nation that I built, I will uproot what I planted. Are you seeking great things for yourself? Don't do it. I will bring great disaster upon all these people, but I will give you your life as a reward wherever you go. I, the Lord, have spoken. Okay, and that's our reading today. Yeah. Good stuff.
0: Yeah, very good. So we answer those two questions, Chip. We say, so what? And I saw you circle one that I was thinking about. <laughs> yeah, if I can find it. Yeah. And we say, where's Jesus? Yeah. So why don't you lead us off there, so what?
1: So what? So, um, so what today? The people, um, they came to Jeremiah and they asked him to pray, you know, to, to God on their behalf, mm-hmm. you know, basically asking for help. And so what Jeremiah did on their behalf, I mean, they could have done it, um, but what he did on their behalf is he interceded for them. And so think how that plays out today is that I love, I just love intercessory prayer. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it's praying to God on behalf of someone else. Um, and, and many times, you know, people will come to you and they will ask for prayer. I mean, just today I've had a few come yeah. my way. Yeah. And and so just uh, immediately, so what I do is immediately I go to the Lord on their behalf and I intercede for them or the situation. And if I am talking to someone on the phone, I've started this many years ago, that I'll just, or, or, or live in person. I've done it here on the street. I've done it in stores. I'll just pray with them yeah. if they're okay with it. Um, and most of them are. Hardly anybody refuses that. But I'll pray with them. So you pray for them, intercede for them, and, um, and then you pray with them interceding. Uh, with them they're present and it really models to them prayer as well mm-hmm. but it's it's a powerful thing and it's jeremiah is an example and we see it all throughout scripture and a lot when you get into the new testament paul's asking for prayer mm-hmm. people to intercede on his behalf to to share the gospel and and do the work of god and so i would say um have people in your life that would intercede for you, you pray, people call them prayer warriors i used to call them prayer fans um mm-hmm. used to send our prayer newsletters once a month and that would pray for you and, and cover you and intercede on your behalf. You need it. I need it. We all need it. Mm-hmm. And then be that person. So my thought as I was reading through this today is be Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. Be the someone that, you know, that somebody comes to you and they ask you for prayer. You do it right then, with them, or for them. And, 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 many, and you don't even have to uh, God will give you names. He gives me names all the time and just stop and just intercede. Yep. And I love the power of that. People have no idea I'm praying for them or, you know, and who I am even at times. And it is it's so cool. I love that. And it's a, it's a neat thing. So be a Jeremiah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Jesus prayed for us. Yeah, Yeah, he did. And then you have to think, when he brought the disciples out into the garden, he was probably expecting them to pray for him. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Yeah, he he was. He had nap time instead. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I think that's really powerful. Good word, Chip. Okay, so where is Jesus? This is a hard one to find Jesus in, but I think that this is a great opportunity to talk about idolatry and the idea of carved images and how so often all of us, I mean, in this story, the people of Israel and people of Judah and Jerusalem Uh, Embrace the idea of worshiping images of little G gods Mm -hmm. instead of worshiping God Um, And this is a great opportunity to just kind of highlight the fact that we do that despite the fact that we've seen the image of God Like the real capital I image of God in Christ revealed to us in Scripture Uh, John 634 Jesus makes the claim that he and the Father are one meaning that he is the same God as God the Father And so I think that one of the grand uh, sins of history is worshiping anything but God. And then I think that has to be especially true in the days when Christ walked the earth and now in the days after Christ has walked the earth. I think that has to be especially true. So the idea of idolatry has become magnified, like the sin of idolatry has become magnified. There's a greater uh, impact and magnitude of that sin now that God himself has walked the earth with us. Um, And so I think that that is today where I see Jesus in the text because this idolatrous lifestyle that's beginning in Jerusalem and Judah um, and will eventually creep through the the rest of the Old Testament, even after the exile, and it'll come back in in the intertestamental period, those 400 years where there is no scripture written, and then It is the world in which Christ steps into that, um, the the context of that world is they're worshiping so much, but they're not worshiping God. And that's the world that he walks into. And so I think that this is setting the stage for the context, the cultural context of Jesus to walk into. Hmm. So that's where I see Jesus in the text Hmm. today. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good.
1: Good. Hey, guys, thank you for joining us today. We are so proud of you. And uh, we're going to go after it again tomorrow, so have a great day, a uh, good night's sleep, and we'll...
0: And I hope, hope we saw you at church today.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope you came... You're one of the ones that came up to me and got the uh, $100 bill I was given to all the people. Yeah, yeah. If, if not, you, sorry.
0: Yeah, if you missed out on that, sorry. That's too bad. Just kidding. So... All right, we love you. You love
1: us. We love everybody, and we'll see you tomorrow.
0: Bye.